Hello? 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 I, w- I was very attracted to sign on to you just like guzzling a drink. I had crisps in my mouth and I'll try to get rid of them. Can you like mute so that we don't have to hear that? It's disgusting. I am done with that now. Thank goodness. Hello, 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 though, and welcome to another episode of Mouth of the Clyde. We are on, we're midweek, midweek news roundup on a Wednesday, and it's St. Patrick's Day. That is St. Patrick's Day. We've got a lot oh. of news for you, a lot of chat, a lot of stuff. We certainly do. See, on the St. Patrick's Day thing, mm. I-, I was thinking this, what is your favourite Irish song? Or song by an Irish composer. I don't even know. I know any. Like, can you just pick Daniel O'Donnell? Really? Because I'm I'm going with Van Morrison. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like, if I think Irish, I just think Daniel O'Donnell. You think fiddly diddly music in more Daniel? Yeah. You know what I wanted to talk about though is because I bought um. A multi pack of Rolos last night, and it had like four packs of Rolos in it. And I noticed that in each individual pack, there's eight Rolos, which to me mm-hmm. doesn't seem like a lot. So my question is: Is the multi pack like candy bars smaller than the actual ones that you buy individually? I w- I always thought so. I always thought they were a wee bit smaller. I w- but I feel that cho- uh, chocolate has got smaller over the last few years anyway, or mm-hmm. my hands have got bigger. That doesn't seem likely. No. Um, but, could, I, I'm I'm astounded that there's eight Rolos in a pack. I don't feel that that's a lot at all. What do you think would be the the ultimate number of Rolo? I think a, a dozen. A dozen. Do you used to be able to get the big super-sized one? That was like the same size as my forearm? Like one that you'd put in your the leg of your trousers to go to the cinema? Oh, that's disgusting. You don't remember the one that had a biscuit in the middle too with a roll? A munchie? Oh, no, there were still rolls. I do like munchies. I'll give you that. Mm. Anyway, um, we'll just get straight on to the day because we've got an absolute, I was going to swear, but it's pre-watershed, so we've got a lot, an S-ton of news today. Are we keeping it PG today and trying not to swear? Until... Well, we need to not swear for nine o'clock. All right. We're professional We're... broadcasters. Well, we are professional. Someone will get us mad and you'll end up swearing. Or someone will come on and swear, so... I'll try not to swear when it's within my capability, but if we start talking about Boris Johnson and I swear, I can't be held accountable. I've tried when it's within my, my, my scope of range. We'll see. The other one will cheer when the other one swears. Then it becomes open season for swearing. Or if one is swear, the other one will go, no, we'll see how it goes. I can't promise anything. Um, but as usual, we'll start on local news, and we'll wait to Scottish news, and then national news, and then international, and then the news in space. Are they space news? Not in this day. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of, anyway. Multiverse news, also. Yeah, or Doctor Whoverse. Mm, I can go Whovie news. Maybe we'll start today with... Oh, we can start and tell us what we we, we saw today when we went out to get by the papers. We seen Barry the cat. 
Barry the Cat, the spray paint artist. And you'll see his work on the upcoming shop in the town, um, Biggie Scoops. And today we've seen him on The Crafty Owl. Mm-hmm. The Wee Crafty Owl. The Wee Crafty Owl. Sorry, mm-hmm. I, I don't see size ashes, you know. But uh... I do. Because <laughs> I've got to go sideways through doors. Uh, right, he was painting balls of wool, spray painting. It was awesome. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've never been able to do a spray paint. Everything just dribbles and just seeing his preciseness. You went and spoke to him. And, yeah, a lot of dribbling. But I went, we went and said hi to him and stuff, and we he let us kind of look at pictures of the art that he was doing, and we put that on at Mouth of the Clyde Instagram. So if you want to see what Barry did, you can go see it on our Instagram, and you can follow him and the We Crafty Owl. Um, and while we're talking about our local businesses, we'll say thank you so much to Emily Clyde Boiler Company for sponsoring this podcast and Mouth of the Clyde Endeavours. We appreciate them very much. And we've been talking to our friend Shane over at the um, Emily Clyde Boiler Company, and he has suggested that Mouth of the Clyde go there and do a live podcast, which I think would no, be a good idea. It would be. It would be. If you don't know, Ashley Dad was a boiler maker, so that's her mm-hmm. going home. Yeah. Been one with the boilers. That's coming to where I came from, just sitting amongst boilers. Proper boilers. Mum's also a palliative care nurse, so if that one of days go sitting amongst the dead bodies, and then that's me where I belong. Or you could bodies and boilers. Mm-hmm. Bodies and boilers. Right, sounds like a horrible metal band. Might use that as my profile name on illicitencounters dot com. So. Do you want to explain the illicit encounters? Because you just send these random photos to me and oh, your yeah. husband. Yeah, so what happened was, <laughs> as you do, you're on Twitter and um, trolling the dregs of the universe, and I came on an article by the Scottish Sun. Not that I'm saying that, it's the dregs, just Twitter in general. But the Scottish Sun put an article on saying that I think it's like 38% of British women um, have a crush on Piers Morgan and would have um, adult interactions with him, but only when they are drunk. And I was like, where are they getting this data from? Um, and I wanted to see the poll, and the poll was taken by illicitencounters.com, which I'd never heard of. So I went on there to try and see the poll, but they make you sign up. Um, and while I was signing up and stuff, I love in fake details and everything, but I was signing up for that and trying to see this poll. And I just seen like a whole bunch of little local people on it. And one of them um, said that he's married and, and he's about me. He said he's a very committed person. And I just found it um, funny that he's on illicitencounters.com. Mm. We have a, we have a comment. Will I play? Hello. Hi. How you doing? Hello, good, good, good game. Good, good, game. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, what were you saying? Good, good, good game. Sounded very young. So. Good, good game. Maybe it just sounds useful. Yeah, it could be useful. I hope so. Have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Good, good, good game. Um, local news. We're on the local news. Mm. There is going to be a distillery at Argoon. £12 million distillery and work has started on that. It was actually not started on that. I thought a lie there. It's set to start later this year. Um, That's going on. Let me just get the details of that for you. Distillery at Argoon. Um, construction should begin on the multi-million pound project before this year is out. 
ambitious plans to build a distillery and visitor centre near Argyll Estate. It was hit first by Brexit in the pandemic, so it's been messed up for a long time. But there's nice pictures in the Greenock Telegraph of just sort of what they imagine it to be, and it's like big, I think it's whiskey barrels, I think it is. Nice. Um, and like nice happy families looking about in there, and Argyll Estate's a very nice place, so it'll be a good yeah. idea. They have llamas down there right now. Hmm. Inverclyde Llama Adventure, I think it's called, is there? Oh, I think we talked about that. Um, I'm going to get through this quickly because there's a few little new stories and then we've got hundreds going, so I'm going to skip through this quick. Asbestos right. removal is underway at the Royal West, Co- Royal West of Scotland Amateur Boat Club. Um, the company Strada Environmental has identifying, collecting and bagging and safely disposing of the asbestos and it's due to be finished tomorrow. It's classed as low hazardous, non-notifiable waste. They, notify- they found it in 2020, October, but um, it's still being removed. So that's happening. And also, um, Inverclyde's education director has said that the local authority has got a great report card on its remote learning endeavours over the pandemic. Um, Ruth, Bl- Ruth Binks, Binks the cat in the in that in that movie. What's that movie with the witches? Binks. Oh, are you talking about the one that's got Hocus Pocus? Hocus Pocus. That's what I was waiting Aye. for. Binks, Ruth Binks. Anyway, not of Hocus Pocus, just of Ruth Binks. Dot com, um, told the education committee that a recent inspection has highlighted the success and contribution of everyone involved and said for a small local authority we have punched above our weight with the amount of remote teaching we managed to achieve so well done um, and replied with your remote learning that's because you can just copy and paste that <laughs> just google it yeah that's, that's our experience um, <laughs> another thing though we've talked about this a lot on the podcast we've been saying how we're concerned about dogs and stuff like that but a man has been seen in Inverkip driving a white Ford Transit van and paying very close attention to people's pets. Um, and police say that they've had reports of animals being taken. There's not had any reports of animals being taken, um, but urging people with information to get in touch and just basically watch this person. The sergeant um, at the police station is saying, his name's Jason Logston, he said, the behaviour of this individual is concerning. We would urge anyone who has observed similar suspicious activity or has information regarding this vehicle and driver to contact police on 101. If well, your kid bleep your ears, fuck that guy stealing dogs uh, and stuff like that. It should not be going on. Not happy with that. Right, I've got a bit of news to that too. The yeah. pet chasing charity or dog lost estimates there have been a hundred and seventy percent leap in dog theft in the past year, jumping up from hundred and seventy two reported in two thousand nineteen to four hundred and sixty five. There's a petition going into Parliament to give them an eight-year sentence and a £5,000 fine. Do you know the thing that... Fuck these people. Like, if you steal a dog, you should go directly to hell. Do you know the thing that pisses me off the most? Yeah. Dogs are classed as property, and it would be the same as stealing a bike or a wallet. What? That if is, you steal a dog, that should be classified the same as like kidnapping a child. That is absolutely horrific. If you do you, that, you're going directly to hell. Do not pass go. You'll be punished the same way for stealing a mobile phone or a laptop. That is an £800 fine that you will get. That's a scandal. Comment. All right. I also like to bring my own news story to the table, and it's that K Man has got banned off stereo for a month. I don't know how you do that. You've got to be real fucking special to be able to ban yourself for a month. But anyway, that's live updates 24 hours. Freddie Folk, the news. Thank you, Freddie. It's nice to see you. I'm, I'm sorry you've lost your domestic partner, Tamar. What would they without him for the month? Is it Zero reporter on the go? Oh, it's a shame. But Freddie's still here, thank goodness. Man in the field. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a senior councillor has criticised the continued use of COVID-19 emergency powers. David Wilson spoke at a committee meeting, said there are far too many decisions being made under the banner of COVID-19 held by officers in the council. They want to see who's making these decisions and why. You just can have you feed about that. You can read about it in the telly. Um, other local staff, um, Inverclyde MSP Stuart McMillan, who we're going to be interviewing soon. Stay tuned. You'll see us speaking to him. Um, commended cross-party work, which will see the phased introduction of free school meals for all Inverclyde primary pupils. That's a very nice thing. That's very good. Very nice Apparently, um, the pupils at St Columbus High School in Inverclyde were on um, Good Morning Britain this week with Julie Dunlop. So they came back to school after lockdown, so they're getting famous. Thieves at the James Watt Dock Marina. Tools and generators worth in excess of £5,000 taken during a raid on Monday in an accident called 101, if you know anything about it. If you know anything personal about that, William Brown, did you steal uh, the, the generators and tools? It uh, means I don't have to pay Yale Leggy bills if I just start up my thing. What is it called? Watch it? my telly. A Jenny? Yeah. Is, is it Green Diesel? Aye, it is Green Diesel. Is it Green Diesel? Aye. Can you ask for source? I think it is. It dies your tank anyway, so I've heard. Mm. Um, an eco event is on for young people across Inverclyde, if you're interested in that. A live online performance in the autumn uh, of 2020. Beacon Young Company and Belfort Community Garden join forces for Climate for Change and us, a series of Zoom workshops. Um, combination of the workshops is going to be Gaia, The Foretold Storm, a collection of scenes performed by young people live on YouTube. And this free show will be broadcast live on Saturday, 27th of March at 7pm. Find out more, go to beaconartcentre.co.uk. So you can do that. Um, Hold on, is that all for the local news? Let me just see. I think it is. Oh, well, you were going to talk about a comic thing. So the comic thing, it would... What comic? Well, uh, the 70th birthday of... Aye, the Beano or something. Yeah. Aye, what I thought that was about? more national news. Oh, just it, is, there. it is the 70th birthday of a 10-year-old boy today. Dennis the Menace turned 70. In, let me get that date there. He arrived in 1951 on issue number 452. He started wearing his sweater that everyone knows him from 17 years later. So he didn't originally have the sweater. And through the week, the, the milestone, that's going to be a big episode for him, and the milestone that there will be a dance on strictly this week with Joe Sugg. Everyone knows uh, Joe Sugg. I think he won. Joe Sugg will be dancing as Dennis the Menace. Joella's brother. Joella, mm-hmm. who's pregnant just now. And she still has a, a great box. Wait, I, I can't say that. No. <laughs> I didn't mean to. That is international news, that is. I love the Beano. I love the Bruins <laughs> and all. That is shite material. When you go to the toilet, you're sitting there, you forgot your phone, just walk out your wee Bruins or your Beano. You sorted for half an hour. That's what you buy at every Christmas, don't you, for your mum? Every Christmas she gets a Bruins or an Urwilly. And I, look, if you let me talk for a second about Urwilly, do you remember when Urwilly would do something bad and his dad would just batter him and he'd be sitting on his bucket with a big pillar just I looking pissed so at that, that won't happen anymore. Urwilly will get sat on the naughty step or get his phone taken off. No, they can't do that. No, Urwilly's not going to get a kick in it. His dad's not going to punish him. There's no way anymore. 
they, they, they can't put that. You can't hit wings in Scotland. That's poggin. My mum still rattle me across the jaw when I'm 31 or not. Nah, you're not winning anymore. Just... If she closes her eyes, she doesn't know she's at you. Just assault these days. <laughs> Just plain straightforward assault. Right, we're going to have to get into a boring thing because we're moving on to more sort of like Scottish news here. Like the technicalities. You know, David Davis, the big double D, the guy that used to be the Brexit minister. No, Brexit double D. Secretary, big double D. Um, he has stood up in Parliament today and spoke about this Alex Salmon thing with the Scottish Parliament, which I know he's all sick of hearing, but we're reporting the news, so we need to fucking talk about it. Um, he said he had it on good authority, quote unquote, that it existed from February 6, 2018, an exchange of messages from Liz Lloyd, who is Nicola Sturgeon's chief of staff. Um, that was, he said, interfering in the complaints process. If true, he said, this suggests the Chief of Staff had knowledge of the Salmon case in February, not April, as she has claimed on oath. The First Minister also tied herself to that April date in both parliamentary and legal statements. She was, of course, aware earlier than that. The question is just how aware and how much earlier. Um, And he used what's called parliamentary privilege to say that. Do you want to explain that to the boys and girls? This is what I've learned when I was awake in Scots Law. That parliamentary privilege, if you say it in the the place of the parliament, you can't be taken because it's given evidence to pretty much the country or the parliament, as, as it sounds like. You can't be done for it. So by Aye, saying so it to them... You can say it freely without being taken to court and yeah, journalists it, can then report it without being sued as well. It's not defamation or slander or anything like that, that because he's used his privilege and we can report he, on that because it's in the commons. Yeah. Because he's saying it there, nothing can be done about it because it's the highest court, pretty much. So he's accusing the First Minister of Scotland of lying under oath. So what do you think about that? Any thoughts on that? Um, I think you've got a theme song ready for this, don't you? We're going to talk about everything reopening, which you know about anyway, but the papers are hashing it out today, so we'll remind you. Um, um, you've got your song? Let me just get it again. Oh God! See, it's it's lost its excitement now. We've had to build up to it. It's a so, it's a dis- what? It's a dyslexia trying to spell things. You should have had it ready. Just forget it. No, we're not doing it now. I've got um, it. Shops and hospitality venues will be open from April twenty sixth. Oh, hairdressers and barbers will be open April fifth. All pupils should be back in school full time after Easter break. The stay-at-home order will be start from April 2nd and freedom of travel within mainland Scotland and potentially wider UK will be stored by April 26th. Libraries, museums, galleries and gyms will also open from April 26th and six people from up to three houses will be able to meet outdoors. Beer gardens will also be able to reopen from that date um, and groups of six people in some three households up to 10pm can meet and have a drink. Alcohol will be permitted but there will be no requirement for food to be served. Pubs will have to wait until May 17th to reopen indoors. That's that. And there we go. That was actually quite fun. That worked. <laughs> At first you were just going with it, but then you started doing it to the beat. <laughs> I don't know until I did to the beat. <laughs> you just find yourself going into it. You're like, I'm pubs. <laughs> and at number one. Um, as you've probably seen as well, the Duke of Edinburgh out of hospital yesterday and looks like the crypt keeper and has returned to Windsor to stay with the Queen after being in hospital for it seems like 700 years. He is 99 years old, turning 100, I think, is it in June he turned 100? 
Nice, dude. He, he just looks... He, he looks a zombie. Aye, uh, he's nice. 100th birthdays in three months. We'll do a special edition, will we? And happy birthday, Prince Philip. You've made it 100 years. Good on you. Um, something else about if people have been doing their online shopping, if they've been shopping online during this whole pandemic, which, which I'm changing to because I'm sick of going to Tesco and people being on my face and chatting and doing things I'm not supposed to. So there's been a study done here um, saying that Morrison's has nudged online shoppers towards unhealthy snacks more times than any other supermarkets and test purchases. Um, this is the first Scottish study of its kind and found online supermarket shoppers are bombarded by around 500 promotions such as multi-buy offers during the average online shop, more than one-fifth, and they've put that in 21% in case you cannot count, encourage shoppers towards snacks that are high in sugar, salt, fat, and tasty. So Morrison's are helping us buy um, sweeties, but Obesity Action Scotland are unhappy with them doing that. But So if you want to buy sweeties, shop with Morrison's. So that's just technically like the middle while bit. That's what that I, is. Aye. Or putting sweeties at the counter for Wayne's. We've got a comment aye. here. Well, I play it. comment. <laughs> when the when the what's his name, <laughs> the Duke of Edinburgh, come out last last night, man. He looked like a fucking zombie. I seen a thing on Facebook. It said a tantastic would take the guy out if he had a fucking fruit pastel <laughs> or something. He'd be dead. Oh. He did look fucking rough though. Like, see these pictures in the paper, like, he literally looks like he's barely there. I said to you yesterday, like, my grand looks better than that when he's lying in his coffin. He looks fucking rough. It's not right. It's weekend at Bernie's. Like, they're just going to wheel him about. They're like, oh, look, he's really alive. Just... Mm-hmm. It's like they've Does had that meant... man in the hospital for weeks and weeks, and God knows how much like, money and stuff that's cost to have him in there and everything. And like, probably the average person, like the average man of that age and that health condition, if they were in, they'd probably be like, why don't we just make you comfortable, Phil? We'll send you home. Like they wouldn't have put all that effort in and be doing a lot of heart surgery and all that. Absolutely not. They'd be like, why don't we just give you a bit of my dad's lamb and send you home, eh? Uh, if that was a dog, they would have put it down. Aye, it would have done. Um, if you have a spare eighty thousand pounds, you could buy a remote Scottish island, which is for sale as the same price as a London garage, apparently. Deer Island is called, <clears throat> as in D-E-E-R, like the animal, not like deer, as in deer, the trashiest bully boy. Deer Island or Elan and Fee on Loch Moidere, I don't know, in the West Highlands, up for auction for 80,000 quid, the same price as a garage in Shaftesbury Estate in Battersea, South London. A 11-acre uninhabited island has no houses or amenities, it's covered in a patch of native woodland, and auctioneers say there's zero chance of intrusion. Um, it neighbours Island Shona, owned by Vanessa Branson, the sister of Richard Branson, the big bearded guy, um, described as a car-free wilderness heaven with a number of holiday cottages. That's her one, not this one. Deer Island is around 45 miles from Fort William. So if you get 80 grand, buy yourself an island. That sounds cool. Well, what they're not even a building on it. You'd just be then your tent. I know, but 80 grand's pretty good to buy a whole bit of island that belongs to you like, like, you probably have more money and like, build something on it but the whole thing belongs to you you could do whatever you want you could do like what, what that stupid UFC guy done and do like Fight Island <laughs> it would be cool um, there there's no such thing as a do not resuscitate for a royal family member it's fucking pump this cunt full of whatever we got keep them going well, I think we've got a do not resuscitate on the relationship with Harry and Meghan. We've got a bit on that coming up as well, because apparently William phoned Harry and the talks did not go well. I know you get pissed after the Royals, Freddie, but we'll be talking about that in a wee bit as well. But I... we need to talk about it. It's in these fucking papers, and that's what we do, so we need to talk about it. 
when you say William phoned him, it's like, I've not got his number. It's not. No, you, the royal William. It, Are you the com- same age as him though? I, I think I'm about a year. I'm, I think I'm a year between both of them. I think I'm a year younger than one and a year older than the other. See, speaking of elitist shit that nobody gives a fuck about, Massive Attack, Ro- Robert Del Naja says that Coldplay's decision not to launch a globetrotting tour over environmental concerns will not change a thing. So basically Coldplay's come out and said they're not going to tour, it's bad for the environment and stuff, and Massive Attack says nobody cares, nobody likes Coldplay. Do you know I've seen Coldplay once? No, you didn't. Hear this, right? I went to the NME Shockwaves tour to see Andrew WK and Lost Profits and Coldplay oh. were opening. How bad the bill is that? would be the worst thing about that event. <laughs> it was fucking lost profits last summer and that shit. Everyone yeah, yeah. thinking it was all good. Not anymore. Mega lols. Uh, we talked the other week about that company, Real Gourmet, who's based in Edinburgh, who told their staff via email to lie so they would be able to get COVID tests. Um, they're in the papers again because the investigation is going to the way they said they were going to. And they're basically reassuring the, the email that was sent out to them, telling them to lie. Um, the investigation's going on. That two staff only went to work, spreading it about, lying in the emails to get their tests and stuff like that. God knows what's going to happen to them. Unite Unions came out, and so is the RMT, which is the Real Maritime Transport Union. They're getting involved in it now, but they're just basically scum, that real gourmet. They shouldn't right. have lied. Bad boy behaviour. I've got another thing on Edinburgh, though. I've got more real news as well, actually, if you're interested let, in Glasgow Underground. Let's let's go with the real, or do um, you want to stay in Edinburgh? Um, I'll go on the real first and then you do Edinburgh. The Underground staff um, in Glasgow have been told that extra services will be running this weekend if the old firm match goes ahead, and mid-fears fans will flout the stay-at-home message. Subway workers are said to have been advised that additional trains would be operating for, quote-unquote, an event at Ibrooks. The Scottish Government has not yet confirmed if Sunday's match between Rangers and Celtic will be permitted to take place at Parkhead following the illegal gathering of clowns at George Square. The incident that is said to have led an £11,000 damage bill and a slight rise in COVID-19 cases. We will say there was fundraising, as we talked about on Monday, that Rangers fans did to pay for the damage that they had done, but still it was stupid. Um, what's your Edinburgh thing? Uh, you had a return ticket on the train there. That's how we can go to Edinburgh. Oh, sorry. Uh... <laughs> I know. Edinburgh is... Uh, Edinburgh has turned out to be the cyber sex capital of Britain. <laughs> there were a, a survey done that 35% of the adults in that in Edinburgh have got involved somewhere or another in virtual kinkiness. So, like nutty photos. Maybe. Like nutty photos, like playing games and using Zoom. And it's more down to like people not living together and couldn't see each other. Mm-hmm. And sending dick pics and it is that so two thousand people were asked and thirty five percent were for fucking Edinburgh. Mm. That's not good. No, getting a virtual dick pic. Um, the Scottish government has announced two funds totaling four million quid to help cities, city centres, and regions recover from COVID. Um, local authorities in Scotland have been invited to submit proposals to aid the recovery from the pandemic for the share of the two million city centres recovery fund, um, to help businesses etc. and trading areas in Glasgow and for the repurposing of empty buildings in Dundee city area. Um, so that's going on, and also they're saying as well. So they give the usual daily update of how many confirmed cases of COVID and stuff we've got. 
<clears throat> but they're saying that up to one in four Scots now have COVID antibodies, but that rate is the lowest in the UK, apparently. So up to one in four adults in Scotland and nearly half of all over 75 now have antibodies to protect them against COVID. But Scotland has the lower prevalence of COVID antibodies of any of the UK nations, according to the ONS, Office for National Statistics. That is likely due to a lowest proportion of Scotland's population having been exposed to the virus naturally through infection, as opposed to any differences in the vaccination rate. There you go. That's a, it's so. Well, I played through the two comments. I did comments first. Do your hat. Little trucker, are you old enough to be on your phone unsupervised? I don't know who he's talking about. It's probably you. Probably I you. I hope it is. No. You're far hot. You're hot. Little trucker, where is your suitable parents? I'm not. You're a nice person, little trucker. It is a good name. Is a Where good is name. Big Trucker? Do you like Twenty Trucks channel on YouTube? We listen to that. We like the Skid Steer song. <laughs> it's a good song. Um, since Little Trucker's listed, I've got something that might interest him. Game of Thrones fans can end up imagining they really are King of the North, according to new research. They're saying that the same part of the brain, when thinking about yourselves or your favourite character, is sort of activated. And a phenomenon helps explain how we can become immersed in a book or TV box set. So when becoming engrossed in fictional characters like Jon Snow or whatever, um, this Dr. Timothy Broom is saying when they think about a fictional, <clears throat> a favourite fictional character, it appears similar in one part of the brain as when they're thinking about themselves. Neurons light up in the grey matter known as the ventral medial prefrontal cortex, which is important for social decision making. So that's how you get hooked into it and you find yourself similar to these people so you can sit and imagine like, I'm Jon Snow. Have you ever I had that? Up the franchise. <laughs> it really did. We put things that should have lasted six series in fifteen minutes. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> I, I'm, you sat and watched me go from really excited to disappointment at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. For I a long it. time. Right. We got another comment. Go. Could be trucker. Definitely a nice person, eh? Fuck off, you wee fud. <laughs> no, I'm no <laughs> child friendly, but mouth of the Clyde is. <laughs> <laughs> Stop beefing with people, Freddie. You get Kato enough, you're going to start battering Wayne's. I know, little trucker's going to be asking next to you, Freddie. You're starting fights with everybody. He'll run right. you down. Do you remember that thing we watched, the Don't Fuck With Cats thing on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Um, A cruel cat owner who left his cat alone for nearly a week with only the toilet bowl to drink from is now banned from keeping animals. His name's mm. Colin West. He's 51. He left wee Rosie on her own for four days, didn't check on her, no food, and only the toilet bowl that she could go to drink. The poor cat tore apart packs of rice and dried pasta trying to feed herself, had to drink to the toilet because she didn't have any water. She ended up being fed by animal welfare officers through the letterbox of the flat in Aberdeen. And this is September of last year, 27th to 30th of September 2020. Um, he's from, West Far- from Farquhar Road in Aberdeen, <clears throat> pled guilty to failing to make provisions for his cat's welfare and has been banned from keeping animals for five years and given an £80 fine, which is not suitable, I find. Not at all. Like, when you were talking about that... for four days. Uh, you were talking about that cat program. That was fucking... They, those people could solve anything. Mm-hmm. Like, just that send them in. Looking at plugs. All right, yeah, we've got another well, comment. i go for it. Colin West, mate, 51. He's going to get found, man. He's going to get battered. It's a bit like pedo catches knocking at the door. Aye. It's going to be cat catches. 
Like guys like that don't deserve to breathe, man. What a dick. I 100% somebody will find him and do him in. You not remember that woman that put a cat in a bin a couple of years ago? <gasps> and, yeah. Aye, she just, just cat right in the wheelie bin. And then her she was just was walking ruined. by, wasn't she? Aye, she, was, she stroked it, then just lifted it and put it in a bin. And it was caught on camera. And that woman, that woman got hell. I'm sure like, mm. people try to put her in a bin. Like She had to actually do like a fucking apology on the BBC. Like, listen. Quite right, though. That's shocking. Yeah, don't fuck with cats or animals. It's Especially round us. Yeah. Um, there's been a study saying that British people actually enjoy being green and getting satisfaction from flattening old cardboard boxes, which you definitely do. You love doing that. Um, a study of 2,000 adults found that 64% feel happy when doing something good for the planet. The study was done by a campaign group called Beyond the Box. Found that those who are green 20 times a week or more are twice as happy as those who act sustainably zero to two times a week. So if you're feeling a bit sad, maybe recycle some stuff and it will shoot off some happiness things in your brain. I don't know. So I break down boxes because when I worked in retail, I'd be like, I'll break down the boxes and take them to the bin and it was just an excuse for a smoke. Yeah. So that's why I, and now when I see a box, I was like, I'll break that. That's built into me now. I was like, I'll break that box. In. Or if I open a bin, like a wheelie bin and see a box like actually still made, it fucking gives me, like, it just gives me the rage. i got to take it out and break it down. I've got a story here and it's about a male bodily part so if I'm going to talk about this if you're under 18 or going to get offended then leave Um, but apparently pollution could be behind the rising number of boys born with their testicles in the wrong place the number of babies being born with one or two undescended testes has shot up by as much as 50% especially in places with like coal mines and metal work um, and in most cases, the testicles correct themselves within six months of work, but one in a hundred boys need surgery to get them into the right area. To pop them down. Yeah, the doctor at Public Health France said, our main finding is that the increase in frequency of operated cryptocryptism in France during the study period and the strong tendency for cases to cluster together in particular locations. This is the first time such a finding has been documented at a country level for a birth defect, um, and it was published in the Journal of Human Reproduction, if you want to look that up. and, and the, open your the, way, the way you said that, it was like, oh, they, they were somewhere else. It was like, oh, look, there's my elbow. I think that could be my boss. Like, you no, just, it's just an undescended testicle. But the first thing you phrased it was like, the, the somewhere else. It just sounds like you're fucking... No. <laughs> um, we saw a bad, bad headline this morning that said, plain nan, as in P-L-A-N-E nan because there's now drones being trialled to carry curries about Scotland. The Sheesh Mahal in Glasgow has teamed up with a drone pilot called John Crawford to deliver curries um, faster, apparently, than it would by car, which I don't believe at all. Like Some of the greedy fat bastards have seen ordering curries. A drone couldn't lift that order, but right. apparently this is the future here. On, on that note, because I get to use one of my favourite phrases ever, it gets to go where the crow flies. Like it just flies over Bill. Like oh, they'll be cut. They'll be. Today. Aye, they'll be cunts. We're like fucking like throwing stones at it or hitting it with aye. with tennis balls. They'll be Wayne's getting like the nets and stuff out their garden, flinging it up and getting a takeaway for free. But they can't do that sort of stuff in Glasgow. We cannot have nice things. <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> we can't. Stick a cone on it. That curry will be taken. Then Somebody it'll be taken. Somebody will shoot ca- it down. Aye, it'll be shot. And it'll be given into cash to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drones and the cash jennies and the family will have a free curry. 
Let's have a comment. Future of Scotland, the fucking dystopian future, having your balls on your chin and a flying curry coming at you. <laughs> so it's done. It might not just be that, it might be a venison curry because the Scottish Government and the Forestry Land Association is trying to get more Scottish people to eat venison, apparently. They're saying venison is a great product, the healthiest of all red meats, and right now there's plenty available. There's plenty available because it's disgusting. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever had it. I don't think I've ever had a venison curry either. I think I've had, I've had haggis pakora. That was, yeah, that was actually not bad. Yeah, common though. Maybe venison's a bit mm. posh for you. Saying that though, like, same amount of times I'm in Tesco at like 8 o'clock at night and whatever, that's what you see them discounting as them like venison steaks and stuff. Nobody buys that. That's because no one knows what... One, when people find out it's, it's Bambi, they're not in for it. And yeah. two, it's just too fancy. You're going to sell, like, in Greenock Ginway, you're going to sell spam fritters more than you would sell fucking venison. I'm sure in Greenock, if they put, like, venison inside, like, a fritter or like, a bit of pakora, somebody would buy it. No. Venison fingers. Um, I've got news from Glasgow University. So, well, accent. what do you have? Uh, they have been digging in a Scottish river for a new TV show. The series is called, on Sky History called River Hunters. And they've came across a grenade fragment at River Gary near Pitlochry in Perthshire. Um, it's on the site of the 1689 Battle of Killy Crankey, which saw the Jacobites defeat British government soldiers during their first uprising, um, and they found a grenade. They had grenades? The, the Jacobites had grenades? Well, that's... Apparently. That's news to me. No. Another comment. Fuck that, mate. A baby deer. Leave that Andy Murray and his fucking ilky people. I'm a vegan Aye. anyway, so no fucking chance of that. I will not be that either with veggie though, but um, I think it's the poor people that are beating with deer and stuff like that. It's not for us. That's not for us common folk. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had it. It's just it seems like something I would either have at a wedding that they're like all their venison on it, and you're like, you know what? I'm not paying for this meal. Yeah, I'm going I'm for good. the. Um, something that we meant to talk about on Monday, but we never had the time. But it was annoying you. The Pope, who we thought was a good guy Pope, has now come out as a fucking prick Pope and saying that they don't like gays. Again. Um, and, I, and Elton John has now blasted the Vatican over its hypocrisy, he says, to prohibit the blessing of same-sex unions, pointing out that the Holy See reportedly indirectly invested in his Rocketman biopic. Um, he tweeted that the Vatican is investing what he described as millions in Rocketman, yet they're refusing to bless gay marriages, saying they're a sin. Honestly. If the Pope's going to be like that, fuck him. I liked him before because I thought he was a good Aye. guy and he was letting like, dogs into heaven and stuff like that. But if he's going to be like that, he can suck it. Look, Pope Francis was good because we had the Nazi guy beforehand. That mm-hmm. Pope Frankie was cool as fuck. Like, he didn't wear the gold shoes. He wore. He went to football games and he liked pizza. So mm-hmm. he, was, he was good by me. But... I don't know if he's going to be like that to our LGBTQ plus friends. We're not having it. Nah, it's not. It's, like, it's a sin. And it's a choice. I think that's... See, I, I, I'm not having that. It's disgusting. Get to fuck with that. Uh, it's not a choice. Play comment. Fuck the Pope. Fuck the Vatican. Down with the monarchy. Down with the Vatican. Down with all that shite. People have got to stop praising these people and these ideologies, man. Get on with their own life. False idols. He's such a wee anarchist, isn't he, Freddie? I love him. Vegan and hating the Pope. That's how it's done. I want Freddie on for a full episode. Freddie, will you email us or something so we can organise a full episode? I want to talk to you for the full hour instead of well. A full episode? Don't be taking my job, Freddie. 
I was going to sing a song there, but I thought I better not. I was going to sing Stop Crying Your Heart Out, um, but I'm not going to. But there's a, a science story that scientists have grown tiny human tear glands in a lab. No, mm-hmm. fuck that. Using stem cells, crazy Dutch researchers have grown tiny human tear glands capable of actually crying. Um, so they've used these stem cells and says, to our surprise, the stem cells created a mini organ. It's small, but it has all the different cells in the gut that you need for digesting food. And it can also cry. Um, it says they look like little balloons. The chemical messages that come from the neurons to your tear glands is adrenaline. So to really show it had functional tear glands, you need to show they would respond to adrenaline. They were given a persistent supply of growth factor cocktail. They did not produce as much tear fluid upon encountering adrenaline, but once they were cut off from the supply and then the cells were allowed to mature, they cried, which is weird. Yeah, because that's fucking clones. Fuck that. They're like, oh, we're making that. Yes, we're going to make people next. We're going to get tear tops. They're crying because it's painful. That's oh, what they're doing. Don't, don't, don't. They're crying because they're not meant to be fucking alive. That's why they're doing that. You're like obsessed with this. Like you don't trust like we robots and stuff like that. And... Oh, fuck robots. Mm-mm. Wait, like, let's fuck robots. See what we're capable of. We're capable of making fucking organs out of some rat's ass cheek or a cell from somewhere. <laughs> and then we've got assholes <laughs> that can't get past the primitive thought of being homosexual <laughs> in the modern day. See, the world is so backwards and so forwards. We're stuck in this transition of a fucked up place. It's a weird time, isn't it? You've got like uh, humans now able to like, accept one person from another, but then you've got people in uh, fucking getting high in Amsterdam and making like, wee tiny balloons that cry. Do you think that's what was happening? The like the hit the blues. In my mind, I've got a helium balloon of Mickey Mouse just with tears silent rolling down his face because he said little, little balloons. So I'm imagining Mickey Mouse crying in Holland. Would they have the white gloves on too? Mm, yeah. So um, other drama though, one of your favourite things, Wagatha Christie libel battle between oh, Pauline Ray and yeah. Cavardi. Love it. Heading for a high-profile trial this autumn, despite a judge warning of their extraordinarily large legal bills, Vardy's team told the High Court they were budgeting for costs of eight hundred ninety-seven thousand pounds if the court, if the case goes to trial. Whoever loses the case faces having to pay the other side's legal fees. This has been going on since October 2019 over an Instagram post where Colleen Rooney said that Rachel Hardy was telling stories about her to the son. She said that she wasn't, and then she famously put the it's dot 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 Rebecca Hardy's account. It's been going on ever since then. Um, Judge Roger Eastman called both sides' legal budgets extraordinarily large and urged them to reconsider them with a fine tooth comb. A further hearing is due in July, at which point arrangements could be made for a week-long trial. They should just settle. Like, who needs to see this dragged out for all and sundry? They're the needy, because she's right. Take her for everything she's got. That's what I'm saying. Wagatha needs to win. You're just for drama. It's, it's amazing, though. Like, this woman, like, she, she was seeing who was doing it, then she was taking people out individually on her Facebook like, no, but see what the Rebecca Vardy one said is that she says that she's done a whole bunch of like brand deals and stuff in the past. She's got staff that work for her that have got that login. So it could, like, is Rebecca Vardy's account maybe, like, go with that even, but it might have not been Rebecca Vardy. It might not have been Rebecca Vardy, but it's Rebecca Vardy's account. So it's her problem. She was, she was, ma- she was caught. She was caught by the fucking murder she wrote. It's amazing. Because she's getting nothing better today. She's just sitting going, this is getting that. This is getting spilt. I'm going to find out who this is. Mm. 
Um, the Times have got the front cover of the Crypt Keeper Duke of Edinburgh and talking about Boris's trade links to China. We talked about it on Monday, we're not going to get it again because talking about Boris will put up my blood pressure. Um, but he basically wanted to say, he says he warned that a cold war, a cold war with China would be a mistake as he faced backlash from his backbench MPs over plans to build deeper trade links with Beijing. He shouldn't be doing it. If you look more info on that, you can Google Uyghurs to look up some information on that. We talked about that the other day. It's a scandal. But also the First Minister on the front cover of the Times um, urging Scottish holidaymakers to remain grounded while English passengers will be allowed to fly to European resorts before the summer. Um, she put out a cautious timetable for lockdown yesterday and said that Boris Johnson's aim to resume foreign, foreign holidays from May 17th was unrealistic. I think it's unrealistic for MD. I don't think you should safely book any holidays this year. Did you see the with the Limmy's thing? Limmy's yeah. going to... Uh, Let's see about that. Tell what happened there. So, actually just a few hours ago, the Scottish Conservative posted on Twitter They've turned the wains against us, vibes from the Cabinet Secretary for Justice, rigged polls, they've left us behind. And someone told Lemmy, who was on Twitch at the time, and I'm just the look of utter disgust on Lemmy's <laughs> face when he found out. <laughs> he's like, they've stole my joke. They're fucking Tories. Like, he, he was not happy. Imagine as... that, like, as a Glasgow guy in the Tories using jokes on a Twitter. Oh, God. Like, as you know, he's a, a staunch SNP and independence supporter, Lemmy is, and the fucking Tories are, are using his joke. Like, that's not going to go down well. They're going to be, like, something back for that. Right, comment. No one respects Nicola. She chats shite. She's broke the rules herself. I bet, like, half of Scotland's already bucked themselves on a £12.99 EasyJet ticket to Tenerife anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is backwards. <laughs> Nicola can suck a dick. I need going to listen. If they're going to go, they're going to go. They'll just find some other way. They'll just go to England and fly it to Manchester or something. Nobody's going to listen. Uh, Alright, I've got a, now a Wednesday thing. I want to propose you something for a Wednesday. Yeah. I'm going to dig into the digger. Oh. I don't know if what people know what the digger is. The digger, like, if you go into a newsagent, is usually sitting up at the till... It's a wee magazine, usually based in Glasgow. It's it's kind of the Ned's Crimmel's Facebook. It's a yeah. magazine that just comes up with crime. And I've given it a wee flick through. It's Facebook for people that have only got burner phones and kind of got on the Facebook app. Right. So today, a man who flushed cocaine worth two grand down the toilet gets swat. I'm trying to sorted because the police that came in and he was like, oh, I've not got anything was a fully trained plumber and took part of the system and found the bag in front of Yikes. him. Yikes. So he, he still ended up with an £800 fine because of it, because they couldn't tell you how much they were, but the bag still had traces on it. So, swallow it. Oh I'm not my giving... God. Again, I... I'm, I'm not... It was stuck in his genius system. I'm not giving names because I know what your digger's like and I don't want this guy fucking smashing my, smashing my windies yeah. or something like that. So we'll just say it was a guy. I didn't even see what it was. So I keep the case. I'm not fighting the digger. Oh, we've got some actually Mayor Edinburgh drama because apparently there's a vaccination centre um, 
that in Lothian had been sending out, sending out letters inviting people to go for their COVID jag, and the letters have ended up lost. I, I don't trust a place. So the vaccination centre went for days without doing any jags because people didn't get the invites because they just got lost in the post. How is that their problem? Is it not like the mail's right. problem? If we got lost in the post, it's mail's problem, eh? They say it's we believe that... there's a possibility that a royal mail issue because other letters have been arriving, but they're still trying to sign to bottom that out and resolve it. I expect assurance to everybody who's expecting to receive the appointments they'll get the vaccination and there's no need to reboot, blah, blah, blah. I can, get, I can give you, like, sort of inside there. It'll be sitting on a pallet in boxes that somebody's you... forgot to put in somewhere. I bet you it's sitting on a pallet in the, like, Fuck, that's all them letters, that's and it'll either get experience. it'll either get sent out really quickly, or they'll just be like, you know what, just fucking recycle that because we're going to get fucking busted if it gets sent out. This is this is the sort of like things that has happened for wherever I used to work. That's why the banking crisis happened. Oh, but, okay. uh, um, another thing being found, another wee thing being found by archaeologists. Um, an operation to deter archaeological thieves on the cliffs overlooking the Dead Sea has led to the first discovery in nearly seven decades of an ancient biblical scroll. It offers tantalising finds indicating much earlier inhabitation in the arid area, including a complete 10,500-year-old basket, the oldest its kind ever found. Um, so it's like old remnants of the Old Testament, first discovered a Bedouin shepherd in 1947. Um, so they found bits of the Bible or something in this cave. But how can they prove it's from that? It could just be anything. Like, I could just wrote, like, Willie Boone is hung and put it in the like, Dead Sea. It's definitely Dead Sea Scrolls. No, they've, they've looked, uh, they've got a picture of them here and they look very old and sort of scrolly. Did you never do that thing in high school at Sea for History when you were handing in an essay? They tell you to get a tea bag and rub it over it so it gives it that yellow vintage thing. Oh, and yeah. In, and you put it in the oven and it cracks all up and stuff to yeah. give it that vintage look. Um, okay. BBC are being dickheads again as per usual, apart from saying there's a demand letter this week that we pay for our TV licence because we're under investigation apparently for the 20th time in the past 6 years they can suck it, we're not paying it but they're saying that um, they're soon, that they're, no they're not soon they're trying to fine manufacturers of smart TVs £250,000 if they refuse to give prominence to the iPlayer on the smart TV menus um, they want the BBC one to be above ITV Channel 4 and Channel 5 and guarantee they'll be in the very first slot. Usually, look, on thingy now, on my box, I think it's third. I think it's Amazon. It's uh, Netflix is always... Netflix pays the big bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's first. Then I think it's Amazon, then BBC. And that's you on, a... on these smart TVs and like PlayStation and stuff, can you not change the order things in any way? It doesn't matter. Roku, you can't, but uh, I think on other things you can. Roku has a has a system pretty much for the paid for. Um, as I said before, we've got Mayor News on the Royal Family. I know Freddie's not going to be happy on that. Neither is any of us. We're sick of talking about them. But apparently, the Duke of Cambridge, William, not William, but the Royal one phoned his brother after the Oprah interview at some point, said it didn't go well, according to a, a confidant in Buckingham Palace. That's all we're going to go in there. They had a conversation, didn't go well, didn't see what it was. It's just speculation at this point, but they're still trying to drag out this Oprah story, but we're can, over it. Can we reenact what that could sound like phoning your brother so it would be like, what did you, you talk to Oprah for? 
You never even fought your mum on Sunday. <laughs> no, I didn't actually use mum's deed. That was a bad joke. Uh, so your, your grand's worried. You've not even sent a card. You could have phoned your nan or something on Sunday. Disgrace you or Harry. You sent your fucking boy a waffle maker. But you sent her. <laughs> Fuck all. You know she's on a pension. Um, another thing about the SNP here, a former campaign manager for a senior SNP politician has appeared in court on a charge of voyeurism. Nathan Sparling, an aide to the party's former Westminster leader, Angus Robertson, is accused of taking a photograph of a man's penis in his Edinburgh flat on September 30th, 2019. He denies the charge and alleges that he recorded an image of the genitals, buttocks or underwear of the man who can't get in for legal reasons with the intention of enabling himself or another person to look at the image. So what is that technical? What is voyeurism? Like the definition of it. So I've I've got the I downloaded the idea downloaded. I just googled it. The practice of gaining sexual pleasure from watching others. So voyeurism, mm-hmm. like for instance, right? I don't know what that deal is because I know I have in the by accident that I've I look up to the sky when I go walks and sometimes I would accidentally see somebody's boobs change in front of the window. Is that voyeurism or? Yeah, but it's not something I want to do. I just no. But if you looked away, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, it... Do you know Evan Davis from Newsnight, and who wrote? Books? I know. Yes, not personally, but um, what he said is that my head didn't fit Newsnight. He said that he thinks that he never made a success of Newsnight because he's got a slight frame and his head looks too small in such a large studio, and that's why he didn't think he was good on telly. Did, is Evan Davis not the guy that also does the Dragon's I, Den? Dragon's Den, aye. Aye, that's so Dragon's Den was alright, but Newsnight, not so much. Maybe it wasn't such a big place and the small head looked normal. Mm. It's very petite. Right, we've got another comment. Let's see Let's who go. it's from. Aye, a voyeur is someone that watches people. Uh, there's a Netflix documentary called The Voyeur and a guy owns the motel and stuff and he watches oh, people for like 15 years. Oh yeah, and, we watched uh, that. He watches a murder, no? I, he crawls through I the spaces and looks... I, I, but that's different. So he's went out and deliberately done that. Like if you're walking a route of streets, like walking to the shops or something and you actually see, it's like see somebody cut you through a window, that's not your fault if you look away. You're not standing watching. Mm-hmm. But if I was just standing staring, hoping to see titties, mm-hmm. that I would be voyeurism. Um, speaking of people working for political parties, a woman who fled North Korea but was caught, sent back and tortured is now running for political office in Britain. Yihoon Park is 52 and hopes to represent the Tories in a ward in Bury Greater Manchester. So if you're in that area, you check her out if you want to vote Tory for whatever reason. Is, is the Tories as bad as the, as the Grand Leader? Right. But there you go. Um, it's, it's a uh, bit weird, I, isn't it? I couldn't say. Supreme leader. Um, another thing here: University College Hospital London has adopted a cyto sponge for patients with a condition called Barrett's esophagus, which is a sort of cancer. So patients are to swallow a sponge on a string to check for cancerous cells in the gullet, and it takes less than ten minutes. And it stops them from uncomfortable hour-long procedures. And they're saying this is a sort of world's first of this. And um, patients that are at higher risk of esophageal cancer require regular screening 
condition this is meant gastro- gastroscopy. A type of endoscopy where a thin flexible tube with a light and camera in one end is used to look at the gullet and a biopsy is taken. But now they can say if they stick a free sponge on a string down, then they can get cells and stuff like that. So the cytosponge is wrapped in a coated pill so it can be easily indigested with a glass of water. And when the pill reaches the stomach, the coating dissolves and the sponge expands. When the sponge is pulled back up, it collects some of the cells lining the esophagus to be sent off for analysis. So what you'd swallow is a pill on a string and then the outside it would dissolve in your belly. The sponge would expand and get its bits, and then they would just sort of retch up and probably make you vomit. I would imagine as well, but that's a pretty so, like ingenious wee idea. So it's kind of like that thing we we put down the the sink in the toilet to get all the hair. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. So like, they put that in, you pull it out, and all the. I kind of like that, but. Uh, right, comments. Fuck dragons, Dana. No capitalist shite. <laughs> reggae reggae sauce came from that so I, I'm disagreeing with you I know the man get fucking ripped half <gasps> I don't know how pets a man called Joseph Paul Gesson is 40 and he's a, he owned a pet shop he's now been banned for keeping primates for 10 years after neglecting his pet monkey to the point that it developed rickets That's and the RSPCA right. has brought a case against him he owns Cali Pets in Islington North London selling birds, guinea pigs, gerbils, snakes, chameleons and geckos and his own pet monkey got rickets because he wasn't being... It was, monkey was called Nikki. And the RSPCA said, Nikki was not being cared for properly. I first came across her on June 9, 2019 when she was found as a stray in Westbourne Grove. We suspected she may have escaped after falling from the upper level of a building due to concerns about her welfare. She was seized and handed over to the RSPCA. I soon identified her owner, as had reported the pet marmosette was missing. When I visited his home, I could see that Nikki had been living in unacceptable conditions Primates are intelligent, sentient, and highly social animals with complex needs. There was no ultraviolet lighting, which is so important for bone health, and she had little environmental enrichment or mental stimulation. No companionship after another marmoset in the house had died in a fire. What the fuck is this guy going on? He's killed one in a fire, and the other one's got rickets. He shouldn't have had a pet shop at all. And who owns a monkey, a marmoset? Look, could you imagine that you're just, you're just walking down the street and they're just a fucking monkey? I would be terrified as fuck. Like just... I thought we were talking about the other day that in Fundee there was like, um, what was it? Meerkats walking about Australia? Yeah, meerkats. What is, well, you live in Australia, so you're, you're used to seeing like fucking kangaroos and stuff. Like... Yeah. And remember when we lived in Stirling, we used to watch the squirrels steal from the bins? We did, yeah. It was, but we've I never was high seen a wild meerkat or monkey. No, I was high class scum instead of having rats. We had. You normally get rickets when you're growing up and you don't have enough calcium or some shit. Like, makes you bow-legged, doesn't it? I don't a know. Here's to the monkey. monkey. Here's the swimming hey. with bow-legged women. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nicky the monkey. Have you got anything else for us, Brownie? Um, no, I've just got something that I wanted to talk about at the end. So is this, uh, is this the end? This is near the end. So what else do you want to talk about? I want to talk about death today. Like there were a lady that I've always really liked. It was that everyone probably watched Top Gear back in the day and probably went away from it now. And they all remember the Queen of Nurburgring, the woman that flew around the the Nurburgring in a in a Ford van. You know, she died of cancer today. And I hope Sabine Smith. I didn't mention her name, but she was the Queen of Nurburgring, and I just want to say, rest in power, dear, and hope you're buzzing around heaven. But that's yeah. we love you, and you'll be missed. You're yeah. Legend. 
she was just just the idea of seeing her like flying about in a van and just looking happy happy as fuck just Don't always brought a smile try. to my face no I can I, I know where the line is I'm, I'm dancing up to it and I'll, I'll cry and watch <laughs> the video later but I she was she was a badass and like she, she was I, it was always a dream of mine to go because if you go there she had a taxi company where she would like fire you round the thing in 10 minutes for like I think it was like 15 pound she would just taxi around and talk to you and smile when you're like your nails are stuck in the back of the seat which I thought would have been awesome but I guess what that... a legend we'll never so, forget about her yeah so thank you Sabine thank you for driving fast yeah. thank you Sabine for making us happy <laughs> and we're not going to forget about you so um, we're going to end on that note and thank you guys so much for listening today and contributing we'll, we'll end this the last one hold on I always remember the episode a Top Gear Germany versus uh, Britain but uh, you got to respect I put fucking Clarkson in his place yeah, yeah. The... too bad that show went to shit as well yeah you know when the BBC covered right, when the BBC covered it today the first person that actually mentioned it and came up with it was Clarkson. Clarkson was the one that was like, she died today and that, and they, they cut him straight out of the whole the whole thing. They didn't say Clarkson says that she was a real sunshine and one of the happiest demented people he's ever met. That was not even mentioned right. in the BBC. No, they kind of say that though, so beef, don't they? But we're saying it and we're remembering her. Um, but we're going to shoot off. We're going to be back on Friday night. We're going to be here with Kirsty McGregor Burns, Psychic Medium. We're going to be chatting to you guys. I'm going to try to see it around Friday as well. Um, come and chat to us at Instagram at Mouth of the Clyde. We'll speak to you there. Thank you so much, Everclay Boiler Company, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you so much to our contributors, Freddie. Pleasure as always. Always a pleasure. We'll see you on Friday night. Bye bye. See ya. See you on Friday. Bye. Bye. bye.